0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. Today I have some pressing questions for my sister, Rosemary McCabe. I am Beatrice McCabe. This is coming to you from Fort Wayne, Indiana.
3: I feel like that's your real, like, I work in marketing and I'm from South County, Dublin Voice.
2: I love it I love
3: That's your best voice I love it
2: Okay, so today I was reading Vogue of some ilk that half the cover is missing. <gasps> oh my god! I just realized I had a dream that I was dating her, Florence. Pug? Florence
3: Pugh. Bug? Isn't it? Isn't it Pugh? Yeah, no doubt. I had a dream that Florence Pugh and I were in love. Oh,
2: she's a great actor. She is a great actor. I meant like to pretend to be in love with you. Okay, that's rude. <laughs> that's very. That rude. was nice. That was a very woke dream. Yeah. She'd be tiny as well. She'd make you oh feel... Oh, my God. I, well, I, was, I didn't want to bring that up because I feel like we talk about bodies a lot. But
3: no, But even no. in my dream, I was like, oh. she's so petite and so slim. No, and no. I, was, I felt like a giant next to her. I
2: actually think she's very normal, like, sized and everything. She's tiny, though. Like, actually tiny. I mean, like, she's... What do what you mean tiny? She's really small and... Like, like short? Short, yeah. She'd be really short. Comp- like, she'd make oh. you feel like... Well, really sorry. Tall. In my
3: dream, fully, I felt like a giant. I felt oh. like one of the trolls from Trolls. And she was like a tiny little doll.
2: I like the fact that she's like very normal shaped. I mean, she's obviously thin and stuff like on TV, you know, but she's, she's not emaciated or anything. So I mean, I, I, I love think her. she's a good represent. Yeah, I watched Don't Worry Darling. And you loved and it. I have never seen genuinely worse acting than Harry Styles. Absolutely. I did. I wanted to think he was good. I wanted to be like, oh, I think people just didn't really understand his style. But he was only remotely credible. In moments where he screamed with frustration. I think the fact that you think that's the worst acting ever
3: is probably because you haven't seen the film after that was based on the fanfic about Harry Styles, where this American girl goes to college and meets a British tattooed Harry Styles in her college dorm and they fall in love. What's his name? Har- Hardin Scott, H.S.C. Hardin Scott. Yeah, I actually have the book somewhere. I'll it to you.
2: No, I don't want to read the book. I just want to watch the movie, thanks.
3: No, the movie's not good. The book's sexy. The movie's not sexy. I don't
2: want anything sexy about Harry Styles, thanks. What? I just I don't fancy Harry Styles, do you? Yeah. What? Beatrice, I fancy everybody.
3: Okay. But yes, I do fancy Harry Styles. Oh. Anyway, in this, back to the uh, news. In this
2: edition of, in this... Episode, issue? Oh yeah, issue. I was about to say episode. Jesus. Incorrect. Of Vogue. She is on the cover looking cool in a pale teal dress. And inside there is an article called A White House Wedding about the Bidens and their granddaughter who just got married in the White House, on the White House lawn. And I felt vaguely uncomfortable with this whole thing, reading it. I was like, there's a lot of security, obviously, you know, a very expensive. A lot of money poured into this wedding, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was like, hmm, Naomi Biden. I was like, if your grandparents were in the White House, or were the president, or the Taoiseach, or the Taoiseach, or any of these people, would you choose to have your wedding on the lawn of the formal Irish residence where they reside. Is that appropriate? I don't even think that would even occur to me.
3: I mean, it's very hard for me to imagine my now dead grandparents being president or thornister or Taoiseach. I mean, even when they were alive. But if I'm thinking like, would I want to? No. I think if I was going to get married in Dublin, I'd want to get married in City Hall, which is just beautiful and so nice for photographs. I think that's gorgeous. So if if City Hall was all booked up, would I get my president grandfather to pull some strings and my president grandmother? Yes. Would I want to go and get married on the lawn of Orson Uthron?
2: No. Well, it says here they got married on the South Lawn in front of 250 family members and friends. I would have um, thought it'd be more. In a high neck, long sleeve, shanty lace, Ralph Lauren dress, carrying a bouquet of sweet of course, peas Ralph and Lauren. lily of the valley. Well, that was only for a part of it. She was accompanied down the aisle by her parents, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. In the evening, guests returned to the residence for a black tie reception with dancing, cake cutting and all that fun stuff where she wore a... Did Vogue say all that fun stuff? Yes. No, she said, quote, all that fun stuff per Naomi, who wore a strapless ivory silk Mikado Ream Acra dress with her grandmother, Roberta Bewley's pearls sewn into the sweeping six foot train. For late night dancing, she then switched to a beaded fringed Mark mini dress. Like, sorry, is this a bit ridiculous? Am I the only person who thinks this is a bit ridiculous? Well, Irish
3: fashion blogger Suzanne Jackson wore three dresses at her wedding, but I actually just don't know how you'd be
2: arsed. But like, she is a fashion blogger. This one is not. This one is a rando. Oh, listen. On the Tuesday evening before her wedding, under the watchful eye of a Secret Service agent, they came downstairs from their living quarters on the third floor of the White House residence to practice their first dance. So they live in the White House, the grandchildren? That's weird. I'm confused now. Why do they live with
3: their grandparents?
2: She's a lawyer. I don't know if they they can't do this with every episode where (laughs) I read something out and you start asking 100 questions.
3: Well, I want you to get the facts first. Next time you pick an article, I want you to get the article in Vogue and then also do some research on these
2: people. Look them up on Instagram, find out where they live, what do they do. Okay, since 1800, only 19 weddings and four receptions have been held at the White House, including one for president, nine for first daughters. She is the first grandchild to wed. So like, is that okay? Why would you even
3: want that? I mean, sorry, sorry. What's the question? Why does she want it? Or like, as American dwellers, are we okay with this? Or do we want to write a letter? An angry letter? No,
2: I'm just more like, is it appropriate? Is it tacky? Is it taking advantage? Like, is it appropriate? Is a bit like flying on a private jet, you know, when you're like on the company's dime. Like all those secret service agents, et cetera, are paid for by taxpayers' dollars. Is this uh, slightly inappropriate? Such relaxing times. The silence emanating from these walls while we try to do a podcast. Nobody's screaming or barking. Everybody's been best friends this weekend. It's been so relaxing, Rosemary.
3: I've been forgetting to do my deep breathing. Maybe I need to start doing that again. Do you feel better? Oh. Imagining putting all my feelings into my filing cabinet.
2: (laughs) It's too small.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is dismal, I have so many feelings.
2: Or is it fine if your grandfather is the president, should you just say, fuck this, I'm getting married on the White House lawn? Yes. I think it is a bit like
3: writing a personal letter of recommendation on headed stationery. You know what I mean? That like now we realise that's taking advantage. I think it is a little bit taking advantage. You have arguably nothing to do with your grandparents. Like your grandparents have nothing to do with you. You are related to them, but it's not your parents. President Biden's not walking you down the aisle, unless he did walk her down the aisle. but... But
2: also, as a president is it appropriate for you to be using pres- your work, yes. your workhouse house
3: for family parties? No.
2: Of this scale, like, I mean, of your own immediate family for your own party, yes, but like, is it tasteful? Is it in good taste or is it a slight abuse of power? In my opinion, it's a slight abuse of power, especially when you're supposed to be the people's president. That, like, not everybody has, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very lavish. I also think it's very stupid because his approval ratings are not high. So yeah. I feel like
3: America's attitude towards the kind of Kennedy, literati, waspy, Vanity Fair fodder, their appetite for that is low at the moment. Vogue, vogue. No, no, I know. But I'm saying this is the kind of thing that used to be in Vanity Fair, oh, you I know, in the 80s and 90s. I'm like even having it in vogue now, that's tacky, actually. It's tackier to have it in vogue than to have it in the White House in the first place.
2: It just seems not. I mean, I don't want to think that this is where all of the... I don't even give a shit about tax dollars. I mean, I you know, theoretically, I do. Like, I want you to be focusing on other things. Yeah. I mean, I like,
3: I'm happy for your granddaughter to get married and for you to go and for you to enjoy it. I don't think you should have to, like, not go because you're, like, too busy presidenting. But yeah, don't have it in the White House. And also, just
2: don't keep it. Keep it under wraps. We don't all need to know uh, about it. That's it, too. I mean, I don't think I would have known about it were it not. I've read about it in multiple publications now. So it leads on to another question. Somebody said recently to me that they were going to get an internship for their. They were submitting their child for an internship in their company. Is that appropriate? On paper, no, but it still happens in. I'd say every company in the world. It happens everywhere. That's of course it does. But, but is it an unfair advantage? And are you? Is it a? Is it a like what's it called? An abusive privilege? Whatever. It's
3: it's absolutely an unfair advantage. It's nepotism. It provides for a sort of gatekeeping of certain industries, right? Where journalists will only ever come from other journalists because other people who want to be journalists won't get a foot in the door. Oh, Those are
2: me, Nepo babies, Hollywood. Okay, yes. every industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so every industry does it. Should you think long and hard about it? Yes. In an ideal world, I think you should. Okay, but you're not in an ideal world. So would you or would you give, would you be happy to provide an internship for your niece, nephew, daughter, son, etc.? Would you assume that you would do that?
3: I think I probably would do it. I think I did do it when I was in Stellar or in... In the Irish Times, I don't think, I think they had, a, they had a kind of a more formal internship program where you had to apply and you were selected. And I think you could say, oh, my cousin's daughter is going in for that, but they might kind of look at her application a little bit more closely. You know what I mean? Like, like there might be a bit like, oh, that's the one Rosemary told us about, but it would be on merit more or less. But then I'm like, you think? I think, I hope. But I probably like, would you do it? A hundred percent. No, I don't know. I don't know. Say if one of your sons decided he wanted to be in fashion design and was like, can I come and do a week work experience with you at work? I think he would say yes.
2: Oh, no, I'd give him a, work, a week's work experience. But that is the same thing. But also, I mean, I think about it now, like everything is about networking. Like looking for a job mm-hmm. right now, it's all about networking. Is that not the same thing, right? Because you're networking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't have high hopes of getting a job just by applying to the job cold. I think that I'm going to get it via a relationship, a contact, a friend of a friend, you know, not because they're going to get you the job, but they're, you have more of a chance... By go by like having that personal introduction to a role, you know? Maybe it's not about saying we'll never give an internship
3: to a family member or you know, we should cut out all kind of networking and nepotism. Maybe it's just about saying if you're in an industry where you have the power and position of privilege to be able to offer an internship or to be able to help someone in with an internship, maybe it's just about that person who's able to do that should go out of their way to find somebody who wouldn't otherwise get a foot in. So even like, you know, reach out to a college near their workplace or a school near their workplace that's maybe in a disadvantaged area and say, I don't know if you know this, but we have internships. I have a slot coming up. Could you recommend someone? And then like those are other problems because the teacher might recommend her niece, but like there's only so much you can do. But I think maybe if every person you get in the door, you go, you know what? I'm going to give someone else a hand in as well. Would that help? Kind of.
2: It's I mean, like a it's Tom, kind of like atoning for your sins. A right? Tom's Shoes model, one for one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no perfect answer, is there? Because as humans, we are always going to use our social connections to get in the door, whether it's in work or to be introduced to a friend of a friend or to join a club or join a choir or go to a new church or whatever it
2: may be. That's just how our connections work. I mean, you're right. And when I think about it now, I let you have your wedding in our garden. So I probably shouldn't have. But actually, no, you should have.
3: But now you should go downtown and find somebody who's planning a wedding and who maybe can't afford a venue and say to them, I'm happy to give you my garden.
2: Should you not do that? No,
3: you're the one who let me in.
2: So you're the gatekeeper. You need to do it. You bust through my gate while I wasn't looking. Maybe that's what happened to the Bidens. You literally bust through my gate, became a bridezilla, Heated the planning. <sighs> I, I even the opposite of a bridezilla. Me, did, you were the one
3: who was like, we need to have this, we need to have did, that. I was like, I don't want any me. of this
2: stuff. Excuse me. You didn't want to have a plan. I didn't even want, it wasn't, oh, look at the body language. I didn't even want to have a ton of things. I just wanted a plan. What are we going to do? I, I don't want to talk about this.
0: It will be fine.
2: Didn't appreciate the beautiful white hydrangeas I planted, two of which died. I did appreciate those. They were lovely. The whole Absolutely. thing stressed me out so much. Absolutely, it was a great day. You didn't. I mean, you didn't. Maybe you, pay, you probably paid me back in with all the bacon that Bo ate out of the food truck. Honestly, he. You know, it, we didn't
3: get a single picture of me and Brandon together that day.
2: What? Just well, the two of us without the oh, kids. just the two of you. Yeah, we didn't get <laughs> Rosemary, a single. Welcome to the rest of your life. Oh. Just the two of you. You're funny. What do <sighs> you mean? Why would you want to be? As Mom would say, why would you want to be without just the about kids? Us. It was our wedding. With the kids, the kids are part of you now. Not everything is about them. That's where you're mistaken. That's that's where they don't. They would not agree.
3: I said to Brandon yesterday, I was like, you didn't even tell me I looked nice before I went out, so I had like makeup on for the first time in about six months. And he was like, I was busy with the kids, and I was like, Brandon, you are supposed to be looking at and thinking about me and only me.
2: Well, on your anniversary, potentially every day, and on your anniversary in particular. Do you ever
3: read read those articles that are like, I love my husband more than my kids, and I'm not ashamed? Have you ever read one of those? They're weird.
2: You know what? I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Somebody was talking about unconditional love and I was like, do you owe your spouse unconditional love? This can be another. We can have this separate conversation. Or do you only owe it to your children? Do you owe it to anybody? But like, I think, you know, I would think unconditional love is for your kids, for your parents. You just stop talking. Know. We'll answer that in a future episode. My episodes. parents are becoming less. It's becoming more conditional. I don't have the unconditional love for them at all.
3: <laughs> Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I was actually just thinking of a long list of conditions that they're going to expect me to love them for too much longer. Not mom, she's fine. (laughs) Okay, we'll have that as a separate topic. So that's actually two separate topics. (laughs) Falling in and out of love with your parents and to whom do you owe unconditional love, if anybody? Now, if only we could try and remember these. I'll write them down. Great job. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting us. If you could, we would love if you'd leave us a five-star review anywhere you listen to this, whether it's on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I think you can leave reviews on Google Podcasts. Please, please. Or tell a friend. And actually, you know what? If you're listening to this, take a screenshot right now on your phone and share it on social media and just say what you like about it. That would be amazing
2: for us. That would be top-notch. And also, tell us what you think. Is it okay if you're the president? To let your grandchild have
3: their wedding on the lawn. If you're listening to this right now and you have at one stage of your life been the president of America or of Ireland, imagine if Barack Obama listened to our podcast, that'd be gas. Sorry, well, that'd be so gas.
2: I th- I would like to, I mean, maybe more like the Taoiseach, maybe.
3: Uh, maybe Leah Radker. Yeah, yeah. I not hall Martin, I don't
2: yeah, I'm not sure we'd be Hall Martin's cup of tea. No. But Thanks. that's his problem. That's Rosemary, of course it's his problem. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
3: Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune. And the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen.
1: Hiring for your small business?
3: If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.